0: Okay,
1: so this is abnormally frequent now. Yeah, I know. This we haven't <laughs> done one
0: within the last month, yeah. was it? Or was yeah. it? It's was like it's
1: our full time job yeah, now. I know. Almost, I'm Doing researching it. like mad, yeah. and reading to meet deadlines. <laughs> I know quite make, it's but like an <laughs> actual
0: deadline. Did you get the I, I got the most finished?
1: of it read, but I, I just couldn't get it done in time okay i, I need to do the uh, audiobook approach um
0: that's, I did, yeah. because the thing with audiobooks read while, is read while you, i drive yes you know? and you can drift out mm. and it's all okay <laughs> like, i know you can do that when you're reading it's just it's it's so yeah. much easier i do well, find though with audiobooks i don't pick up as much information
1: yeah that's what i worry about actually we're talking about malcolm gladwell's book today yeah um, okay so
0: here we go again talking <laughs> to strangers. let's get professional things. as quickly yeah. as possible
1: talking to strangers mm-hmm. and um yeah so i I uh, was racing towards the end, didn't quite make it, but I got mm. a, enough of it read, I think. Yeah. And um but you you went audiobook. I went the
0: audiobook route, yeah. yeah.
1: So I'm gonna have to do that. It's just you know, I just
0: knew I'm not a fa- I used to be a fast reader, but I knew there was no way I was because we kinda just said it last week, yeah, didn't we? So yeah, basically absolutely. what we said was that we were going to um, I was going to suggest something to Will that Will should read or listen to yeah. and then we were going to suggest something that neither of us had heard or listened to yeah. before so I heard about Malcolm Gladwell's new book I've never read anything by him before but I've oh, listened to That was going to his... gonna be
1: my first question you've never read any of his books? No
0: I've, I've okay. heard about his podcast I've listened to his podcast um, I've heard about his other books but I've never read any of his
1: uh, I, I read anything. The Tipping Point
0: Okay right Blink
1: and Outliers the Okay I, read. I really enjoyed them I thought he's was such a really nice fresh kind of writing style i just think yeah. his stuff his stuff is so well written mm-hmm. and so economic and uh but i really enjoyable and he makes kind of complicated things you know relatively easy to understand yes yeah, definitely he's, he's very good in that sense but um so how did you first hear about it what was the
0: I heard an interview with right. him talking about it. It was uh, one of the Apple podcasts, and um, what was it? I think it was uh, a, a little bit embarrassed. It's Oprah Winfrey, yeah. <laughs> I oh, love. And I'm, do you know theory? what? I'm I'm not even uh-huh. embarrassed to say it because I love her. But uh, no, she's she, sometimes she can be a bit much with her interviewees because she interrupts people all the time okay. and just starts talking right. herself. But she always is very. She you know, interviews, but she interviews really interesting people, and. um it's mainly about, um, a lot of the time it will be kind of about more this more spiritual side of things or okay. kind of, um, I suppose, looking inwards and all this sort of stuff. But then every so often she'll get other people who are kind okay. of sort of talking about that a little bit, but talking about a wider, general yeah. societal thing like Malcolm Gladwell. So I, I heard about this book called Talking to Strangers, um, what, what we should know about the people we don't know. That's yes. the name of it, isn't it?
1: So in an effort to be more professional, I wrote a little intro. <laughs> yeah. So let's pause before I, for anything. So Malcolm Gladwell was born in Canada in 1963 and as a journalist, author and public speaker, he's also the host of the Revisionist History podcast. How to Talk to Strangers is the title of Malcolm Gladwell's sixth book and was released in September of this year. It's an examination of how we interact with strangers and how our basic humanity and our default to trust natures can let us down in these interactions. Lovely. lovely yeah we <laughs> really need
0: to start doing that at the beginning <laughs> yeah. Right yeah. we go in and we just start talking straight away it's like yeah. what are they talking yeah. about <laughs> so yeah I heard about it on Oprah yeah. and uh, then I I thought the book sounded really interesting so mm. I got the audiobook the audiobook is great because it's actually more like a pod a podcast okay. a podcast <laughs> <laughs> oh is that how they, yeah, the proper I've been pronouncing it wrong all these years
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's more like a podcast he has music throughout he reads it and he's a really interesting voice as well Uh, as in he's an interesting style of reading Um, and the chapters are
1: very contained aren't they they're Mm. very it's like one example of what he's talking about then a whole other story about what he's talking about and they will kind of refer back to other stories but um, it was uh I, I did get the sense that this would make a very good audio book.
0: it was it, yeah it, it. it was because it was I hadn't heard an audio I don't actually I would imagine that's probably the way audiobooks maybe might go it, it doesn't it won't mm. suit everything but I suppose this was almost like a, a long read guardian piece or something right. like that yeah. in that you know he was able to have music with, he, he played every time he mentioned anyone say with Sandra Blant the very first case yes. he was in there he played clips from the because she recorded most yeah. of that interaction okay. and I think there was recordings from his dash cam as well right. so um, the initial
1: story is this woman who was stopped by the police mm-hmm. for what a was very her job? strange reason she had yeah, this particular
0: I can't I, I don't know what she she, was, she, she had a
1: YouTube channel that yeah, she sent very to... positive messages yeah. she was an African American woman and she would deliver these very positive messages about her her career as it was developing and, stuff. Mm-hmm. and she was stopped by the police for... for a very bizarre
0: reason she was coming out of a campus she, she yeah. was in um, She I don't know she was from Oklahoma like, right. I can't remember where she was yeah, at, yeah. This, at this place but so he saw her uh different license plate and he pulled her in. I think she had done something when she was coming out of the campus, but he didn't want to stop her on campus. So then she came out of the campus he came up really close basically tailgated her so yeah. she pulled in, right. thinking that he w- he wanted her it was a police person yeah, a policeman yeah. they wanted to s- stop, and he pulled her over for not indicating properly. This right. is what he said okay. it was a really yeah, bizarre yeah. reason clearly he then you kind of find out afterwards that he had his suspicions about her for for different reasons right, or whatever. Okay. one of them was that she which she was obviously from a different place, yeah. and she had done something. In that she had driven a certain way in the campus that he just his okay, gar- his yeah, his yeah. antenna went up straight away, but there was no. But well, he wanted her
1: to get out of the car or something. Yeah, it's, so she wouldn't do it. yeah,
0: so she was annoyed because apparently then again you find out throughout the book that mm-hmm. she she had been pulled over around seven or eight times or something okay. like that by police, and this was supposed yeah. to be her new fresh start, and again. Um, she was being pulled over for the silliest right. reason not indicating yeah. and the reason she didn't indicate was because the policeman was behind her so she was a bit right. annoyed about that and he kept kind of saying to her um you know, is everything okay? Is everything okay? And then yeah. eventually he asked her to get out of the car. Or she no. she lit a cigarette, and no, he asked sorry. her to put it out. Yeah. And she said, "Why do I have to put yeah, it out? Yeah. I'm in my car." So this went on, and then eventually it just, it just escalated and yeah. escalated. Turned into this shouting match. And at one stage he said he was going to yank her out of the car right. if she yeah, like yeah. if she didn't get out and she then eventually she then. did then she was arrested and she went to she was put in a jail cell and three days later she, she committed suicide yeah,
1: yeah. in so. the jail cell or yeah. A, yeah, yeah yeah okay, yeah. so for this minor infraction no yeah. matter whether she did it or not it was a minor thing she yeah. ended up in jail mm-hmm. uh, so this was this is the opening story of the mm-hmm. book and it's all about how um red flags are raised yeah with people yeah and, and it
0: seemed like this policeman he made a very quick judgment yeah. about this person and because of that it all went horribly wrong yeah then and he wouldn't
1: back down on this yeah because it's i guess it's about when people our interactions with strangers raise red flags in us mm. but when do they raise enough red flags for mm. us to mistrust them yeah kind of you know
0: it was a really bizarre case. Like, it was. It kind of did seem like a. At first, I just thought it was a race thing. I mm-hmm. just assumed he was a racist policeman. She yeah, was a yeah. black woman. He didn't trust her because she was black uh, or wanted to pull her over, whatever. Whatever yeah, reason, yeah. The, 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 yeah. the, the, this seems to happen a lot. In it America. also seemed there
1: was, there was more for the. It, it, whatever reason they had was not the actual reason that they pulled over. It definitely definitely, seemed like a trumped up reason to pull someone over. And
0: he does go on to talk, Malcolm Gladwell does go on to say that this was in fair to the policeman this was the type of man that he was in that he pulled over he pulled in a lot of people way right, more than yeah. the average for very small things so right. it does seem like he did it a lot i yeah. would wonder was it something that he did he do it a lot with white people as well as black i'd people? be surprised
1: if he did yeah, <laughs> yeah. i would imagine I, don't, I mean i don't know why i say that but it just seems
0: because it seems so bizarre It yeah. seem like such a strange reason to pull yeah. somebody over at it
1: because if he sees a guy driving along who looks like him doing the same thing, he's probably not as inclined to think that that's wrong. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, yeah, and it's just this terrible mis, um, misjudged situation. You could argue, in theory, on both parts, but definitely on his, mm-hmm. um, that led to this tragic result. And then it goes on to talk about uh, one of the earlier stories was the Queen of Cuba oh yeah the the, the which, I, which was one of the ones I found the most uh, interesting Yeah. which is about the revelation that there was a, a spy high up in the uh, in the counter in the intelligence mm. agencies in America uh, for Cuba mm-hmm. and just how this string of events uh, involving an American plane being shot down over Cuba yeah uh, unraveled this yeah. And, and how she was revealed to be uh, a spy and how Everyone she worked with had no clue.
0: Yeah, it just went on know. for so long. Even after being yeah. interviewed by that man, yeah. um, I can't something meaning I would say I've I've forgotten his name, but uh, oh, it was Cartwright
1: or something like yeah. that? I think yeah,
0: yeah, um, and he he did have his suspicions about her, but he yeah. couldn't. It was this whole idea of the the Default um, to defaulting truth, to truth. truth. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, which I that was one of the things I found yeah. most. And To be honest, I really liked the book. I don't think anything um massive came out of it in terms of what I didn't. No, or maybe ways that we could change it but that was one of the things yeah, i was surprised yeah. about i thought we would actually default to people lying i assume right. that yeah, yeah. I, as a race as a human race in general we would be more cynical yeah i more. would have thought
1: so as so, well but it seems like what he's saying is that that's what we all think but mm. in practice
0: if we actually you know it's to like truth. red
1: flags are raised like there was some very dodgy behavior like the day of this attack uh, on the shooting down of the american planes over cuba and she was she was working in relation to yeah. Cuban intelligence. Yeah, she was yeah. an American operative working to find out stuff about Cuba and kind of she was the top person in mm. that department. Yeah, she took a half day. She did. Yeah, that was the
0: day she decided <laughs> and, to go yeah. home early and, and wanted then to it was, get something and was kind to eat. of like
1: with everyone, kind of go, well, What's the problem? You know, there's nothing to do here." Do you know?
0: want to eat? Yeah. yeah.
1: And, uh, but you know, as it turns out, it's this like straight out of a spy movie scenario yeah, where right, yeah, and this guy crazy. comes to interview her, this uh, investigator. And she has this very flippant attitude towards him. And she's mm-hmm. kind of telling him, you know, I've got to be out of here by two o'clock. Or, you know, this is how long this is <laughs> going to take. And he's thinking, if this takes 12 weeks, that's how long it yeah, takes. You yeah, know? Yeah. And then um, to the point where she was annoying him. And um, to kind of shut her up a bit, he just shouted, not shouted, but he kind of no, st- strongly said to her, I'm here, you're on, uh, on suspicion of being a counterintelligence operative. Mm-hmm. To to which her response was stunned silence. Not what are you talking about? Yeah, that was a big thing. thing? It was just yeah, (laughs) (laughs) and he was in. At
0: that point, you do kind of think. If this isn't yeah. true, you're thinking. Yeah, the and the other thing was, he he was saying was normally when you bring people in, they become kind of like, "What is this about?" I don't yeah, understand yeah, where yeah. she was really like. I have to go. Yeah. I wasn't. She didn't, he, she didn't <laughs> yeah. see because obviously she knew. I yeah, she yeah. would have known. And then the other thing was when he said he didn't know. The whole thing was if you were being called in by the Cubans, you would see somebody you know on the street, yeah. and then you know to meet the next day. And he just happened to ask the question, "Who did you see that on evening?" On the way home, did you bump into my Yeah, head? and he said as soon as he said that, he saw her kind up, so he knew that. Because but then, the,
1: the thing was if if you see one of your handlers on the street yeah in fact they'll probably hang around near your home and if yeah. you see them you know to get in touch yeah yeah
0: that's uh, right.
1: and she had seen someone that
0: yeah day. so that's why she and kind of, that's, kind of, and kind of so thought she, she right. thought he knew yeah but it
1: was just the the weirdness of the behavior
0: but she still got away yeah. with it for years after oh, yeah. years after because that, for been. him
1: and this is the point of the it book was, he was yeah. saying that red flags were raised but your brain kind of goes no, it yeah, couldn't, couldn't be. And you kind this of start nice, steering back woman. towards, you know, you, you, t- you kind of start making excuses for these people and just making, uh, you don't make the, the logic jumps in a yeah. way. And yeah. You kind of, I guess, believing them is the least hassle mm-hmm. and people d- default to that, you know? Yeah. So that was really fascinating. I thought how that works. Yeah. Because
0: know? I just, I really just, I didn't think that was the case. And, and like, like he said before, I don't know how you can get around that because in order for society to function, mm. we can't be just mistrusting people all the time. We have to kind of we give people the them, benefit yeah. of the doubt. Cause he was so, saying
1: that from an evolution uh, point, the gains we get from trusting people far away, the, the occasional the, yeah, deception or, the or thing, lie. Yeah. So, you know um for our, for our future and our survival we, we gain more by trusting yeah then. and so we're we're wired for it in a way.
0: yeah but it kind of uh, what did you think of the friends fallacy then when he was talking about friends
1: and transparency this was the um the facial you... studies of yeah. smiles and things like that yeah yeah and yeah I thought that chapter seemed a bit of a stretch for yeah. me kind of, like <laughs> you did all of these studies on different types of smiles yeah and like the smile that doesn't reach the eye they all have these particular names don't they yeah remember, well, well it was uh, yeah
0: yeah uh, the C one and A one and the D one. Yeah, yeah, but some of them had these... names
1: like there was a, a Duchelle or something like that. Smile that like where that one reached the eyes, oh, yeah. and then there was another one that you know was just from the nose down yeah. and stuff like that. But what was the thruster He was basically he, he was basically the scene saying from Friends,
0: yeah, and he was saying that there's this thing called transparency where we basically we expect people to whatever way they look on their face, mm-hmm. and this kind of fed into the Amanda Knox thing. Then right. that is how they are. So in Friends if they were surprised, they looked really surprised. If yeah. they were angry, they looked really angry. If they were sad, so he yeah. was saying you could look at Friends with the sound off and you would know exactly what was that happening, even though were, the situations yeah, yeah. sometimes yeah. were quite complicated. And I think the point he was trying to make, I don't know if I agree with this, though, is I think he thinks we all think Friends is like real life. And the problem <laughs> is when you bring it's that into real life. life. And now, yeah. in a way, he probably has a point, because leading into the Amanda Knox thing, that is kind of what happened with Amanda Knox. But it's basically like if we see somebody who... You know they're saying they're happy, but they don't look happy. Then we don't believe them anymore. Yeah. Or you know if somebody's saying something in a certain way, if we think their face looks, we might assume. I yeah, think it's, yeah. I suppose it's all about assuming somebody's um a certain way because they look. They don't yeah. look happy they're, on their face. Yeah, they don't look exactly. surprised or whatever else. But not everyone's that like this way,
1: we we have a tendency. I think to start to fill in the blanks. Yeah, they don't. They're like, saying they're happy, but they yeah. don't. They don't look happy, yeah. so they must be. You know something yeah. else, and like, then you start. It, joining yeah. the dots to, you know like remember. i did think
0: this is kind of an obvious one but at the same time i thought it was interesting because i do know somebody who at the, i'm i ver i think i do this a lot right. if somebody even if somebody's saying something to me if they look yeah. They don't look very happy, or they look a bit angry. What I think yeah. is angry, that I will assume they're like that, yeah. and then I say, "All like, oh, right, well, it seems like oh, you're a bit angry." And then I say, like, <laughs> well, "Well, listen to the words that I'm saying, <laughs> I'm like yeah, but your actions. So so, see this? I don't go by. So they're somewhere. They're very literal. They go yeah. by the words you're saying, whereas I yeah. very much go by how people act right. and how they look in their face. So actually, I think I do this quite well, a there's, lot.
1: Well, there's so much more evolutionary time gone into us in reading faces than yeah. words do yeah, you know, yeah and it's like it's like we are talking about it in class two today and how we're all so trained to look for faces yeah uh, like that's why we think we see a man on the moon which like we you know you're constantly seeing faces mm-hmm. and then on the second glance there's nothing there kind of thing I mean, yeah yeah but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah seeing faces all over the place. <laughs> but yeah you, you ever have that moment where you see something at the corner of your eye and, and you your brain is trying to it's trying to make interpret it into a figure it, face, and it tries yeah. to make it a person yeah. or connect it to something that's that vaguely like, really looks so like it's so it. scary when you wake yeah. up
0: in the middle of the night and your coat <laughs> hanger looks like a
1: man <laughs> standing <laughs> beside your bed let us bono still alone yeah like yeah
0: <laughs> there's no creepy man in my room but uh, yeah that
1: was that. Was, I thought that chapter was a tough one to get into I yeah, I, I, I thought was kind of going okay one, enough with all these smile things Yeah, you know, that was, was a
0: bit one where I felt yeah. like he spent a lot of time talking about that and probably didn't need to but yeah. I did find it I, I suppose the reason I found it interesting is because I think I do do that I, right. I probably need yeah. to listen to the words more than actually the I I very much judge it on how people are acting Yeah, and then I suppose that's then it kinda of led into the Amanda Knox thing, which I did yes. think was because obviously we've yeah. spoken about yeah, her yeah. before and um, So her the
1: whole point about her was that she wasn't reacting the way people expected. expected. Yeah. And she was she was calmer than you would you would imagine. Yeah. But you know, you are not seeing the behind the scenes where she's probably falling apart and breaking down. Yeah, this is the thing. Suffering under questioning and then yeah. just she's probably in shock after all that. Mm-hmm. But we don't read it that way. We no. just see guilt yeah (laughs) Yeah. like what
0: she what he was saying um gladwell was saying was that her inner emotions it it didn't match the way Mm. she behaved it's this idea of somebody being mismatched yeah like that you know so you kind of assume yeah again it's kind of like like the friends thing i suppose it's interesting because even though it seemed very obvious it is obviously something we all do because Mm. she didn't look guilty or because she didn't see she didn't act the way a normal person would when they're guilty they kind of assume that she was guilty because of that
1: and we've probably all been um become accustomed to exaggerated emotions. Yeah. And um, like something like Friends where it, it's an acting technique to kind of make sure that somebody understands the intention of a, of a, a line of dialogue. Yeah, if you can yeah. exaggerate the facial expression, it can, it can deliver it. But then I guess you're into the problem of, Somebody who feels like they're trying too hard. It must be very difficult for someone to strike the right balance. Yeah. Uh, where that's, everyone believes. Yeah, them, that's you know? the thing. Because that's it, the right amount of, yeah, you know. Like how do um, I
0: look like I feel yeah, guilty then? I'm like, going like, oversell oh, this. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: No, that's the thing. Yeah. And then the, the Penn State thing with yeah. the... um the serial child molester Jerry and Sandusky yeah Sandusky yeah, and yeah. he just got away with that for so
1: long and again it's it, he was it, it starts off with the story of uh, a 27 year old he's an assistant coach or something like mm-hmm. that and he's in uh, Penn State University and he's uh, I think he's after been training or something and he goes for a shower mm-hmm. and he hears slapping, slapping noises, noises from the shower That's no he really looks good. and he sees this in his 50s late 50s mm-hmm. coach uh, having sex with a twelve-year-old boy in the shower. Yeah. And he doesn't do anything Crazy. to intervene. Strange. He runs yeah. upstairs, rings his father. Parents, yeah. his parents, and then gets advice from them, and then claims he goes to see the principal of the college or whatever it is uh, the next day. But it turns out, was there something like a five-week gap? Between oh, there was yeah, five or six him, weeks him or something like it, that, and actually and reporting it, to somebody, it. But what he does yeah. is he reports it that he saw it the day before, yeah. and then there was all kinds of issues about obviously him getting his dates wrong he Mm -hmm. was saying that the college was deserted but on the night he mentioned it there was some huge game going going on yeah crawling with people
0: yeah that was strange he uh, with that it was kind of like i suppose because he'd left it for so long maybe he had to start making up things and it just did but it also seemed like why is this this should be just a straightforward thing of you saw something that wasn't right you went and reported it like why was this 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 big Uh, uh, i guess
1: um, i guess people are so afraid of reporting a thing and getting it wrong and now it's yeah. on them to yeah kind of, and then it to, is yeah you know. and
0: obviously that's you know pretty much the worst thing you can yeah. accuse somebody of. So if you're
1: saying that i don't know if, if somebody would be so um forward thinking in that moment where they see somebody like a child being abused like that and they go they just leave rather than tackle them i, t- I can't imagine that they all they'll process it all so much yeah. and kind of go why oh, better not yeah, you know, it's I my know. word against his. Yeah, you know, that's the all. thing. All, so but
0: then didn't he kind of change the story then towards the end where he was saying that they were misquoting him, the the some of the lawyers, I and that so, yeah, he was yeah. saying yeah. that he didn't know for sure if it was that of me. Like it just seemed like something inappropriate yeah. was happening, but he didn't know for sure. And I
1: think that was him distancing himself from the fact that he had left it so long to yeah. go. you know, he, he kind of he he had to introduce some uncertainty to make himself look. Yeah. Not so maybe callous or so frightening.
0: Yeah, maybe, but I can't believe that Sandusky wrote a book called Touched.
1: Yes, (laughs) and like, but there was the the point where people were, everyone was kind of pointing out to the authorities, you know, that this guy is doing questionable things, and there was, Mm. you know, people like a reporter outright asked him, was he attracted to twelve year old boys? Yeah. And he
0: paused. Yeah. He uh, shouldn't have (laughs) paused. Uh, Yeah, he dragged that out for a little like really that should be something like no I am not
1: you rehearsed that (laughs) (laughs) you attracted to my no (laughs) even even at the word 12 the (laughs) no was coming out yeah the no should be there already yeah but it was just it was kind of it showed you people went the path of least resistance yeah they go you know, the odds on this being true, he seems so nice to me, mm. you know, nobody else has said anything, maybe yeah. this person got it wrong the, the willingness to give the benefit of the doubt is is, is quite amazing yeah, I think, you
0: know? I do, what do you think about Malcolm McGladwell was saying that he agreed that he doesn't think, because the whole thing with this Penn State thing was that um, the people at the top were being yeah. prosecuted as well, and yes. they were yeah, really yeah. going after them too, yeah. what do you think about that, do you think they should, people at the, officials should be held accountable, like as in if they feel well, like they're somebody's covering something up, there's a chance that they could go to prison for that as well
1: well, I think um if they didn't act on the information they were given mm-hmm. uh like didn't investigate at all, I think certainly they're they've contributed towards that behavior um um it's hard to say really because how much did they know how much were they told what was actually said to them what were the actual mm, words used? To the,
0: yeah it's,
1: if someone said mm. i think i saw this thing you know what can you do about it you can go to the person and say did it happen and if they say no and if the child says no yeah what can, what can you See, do that from that point that, on? yeah
0: i don't know if i agree with them I, I definitely think there needs to be some sort of i suppose Incentive for people to yeah. to help. Well, ideally, you'd hope that they would just want to help children yeah, who yeah, are being course. abused like that. Yeah. But also, the, there should be some incentive to if they get this information to pass it along. But at the same time, I don't know if I agree with them maybe being prosecuted because of this, you know, yeah. a lot of time going into that because I just think, yeah, you don't know what it they've been told. You don't yeah, know what they were. It really
1: depends on what you can prove they knew. Yeah. That's the uh, thing. Or at the very least, if they didn't, if it's proved later on that, you know, obviously it was proved later on that he was, he did do these things because it was like everybody at every turn did the wrong thing and ended up helping him. Yeah. Unwittingly. Mm. Like victims, later went on to say yes he did this would say no and he would go like there was one guy who was abused as a child and then went as an adult brought his Mm -hmm. wife and new baby to have dinner with them and And, and, you know it's it's the way people are abused they they normalize this Mm -hmm. behavior and they you know they try and find some way of of living with it and they they can block it out they can minimize it in their mind and they can do things like that where you can, why would you go there if yeah. oh, this happened to you? Mm-hmm. But I guess it's a way of, you know, blocking it out. And they yeah, may well have blocked it. Yeah, dealing
0: with it in a way. Yeah, because the alternative is to come face to face yeah. with what actually happened which for some people it's probably too much Yeah, so people
1: will so. lie to protect themselves yeah. they're not even protecting him they're protecting yeah, themselves that's from the having thing. this revealed so about I don't
0: him. know I, I used to think people like that should go to, to prison or to jail yeah. if they covered it up now I'm not so sure but th- the most interesting part for me of the book was the bit about the Stanford case the sexual assault just were yeah, saying about alcohol Turner,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah yeah because
0: i'd never like I, I, it seems to happen a lot more i think in america than mm. it does in ireland these on i suppose we don't have as many on campus yeah, you know yeah. colleges and that but uh, just the idea that now when you think about the the, 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 the amount of sexual assault cases there and nobody's ever yeah. really spoken about the issue of alcohol before so he
1: was a swimming uh, athlete yeah swimmer, yeah and he had uh basically gotten some girl drunk or had found a really she drunk was a, girl she was already
0: drunk she had already drank i think a bottle of champagne a couple of shots and then she had a couple more shots right. so she was basically saying that she couldn't remember anything yeah. from from the moment she entered the party i think all she remembered was before the party the next thing she remembered was when she was in the hospital and right. she didn't remember anything in between this so but he probably, said be
1: for the best for her yeah but, he but,
0: said he met her they talked yeah. he said Do you want to come back to mine she said okay and they kissed and whatever else and then they were uh on the They're
1: walking through an alley or something they were all
0: outside the camp they were on the grass and yeah. he was on top of her and then these two swedish um exchange students came by, by and, and they saw it? and they were like hey are you okay and then they saw that the girl she was, had she was half naked i think and she and she was
1: passed out and she yeah. they yeah. saw
0: that she was unconscious so they actually those yeah. two swedish guys apparently they've kind of been they're been given medals or something Not like right that really so. yeah <laughs> they they tackled it. this guy yeah. started to run away and they yeah. tackled him but um, yeah just the fact that the fact that um, and again and like the whole thing he was I think he was very he wanted to make sure he went to the lengths to, to say, look, alcohol is not an excuse. No, it's not an excuse at all. But it definitely is part of the explanation. Like it is Now that I think about it, it's like, yeah, why is that not spoken about more? Because in he was talking of, about this idea of that college students now are drinking so yeah, much yeah, that um, they've become blackout drunk. It's yeah, not yeah. just, you know, really, really yeah. drunk. As in they, there's parts of their memory now where they just yeah. can't remember anything at all. And that, that has a contributing factor to it as well.
1: Well, I guess it's, contribu- in her case, obviously, and, to be putting h- and her in danger but that's yeah. not you know obviously oh yeah that's, that's not the her. thing like
0: you saying, it's yeah. not like it shouldn't be a thing of this is not excusing it at all but it's more like and in terms of men as well that you you know, ar- that's something yeah, that they need to be
1: you could argue that if you know a predator could see that as something to exploit oh you know, yeah so, yeah, uh, yeah well is. that
0: it was more like talking to girls about look it's it's you know it's never your fault if this happens but, yeah, but y- you it, you just have to be you have to be if you're yeah, going to be drinking, <laughs> yeah because you're making yourself so vulnerable to yeah, people yeah. like that who would who will take advantage of oh, that right, basically yeah. but and he was saying that he was blackout drunk as well so i'm not sure but just this idea of um, he
1: wasn't that blackout no drunk because he, he obviously was able, able to you yeah he yeah,
0: remember he was able yeah, to you know say all of these things through with it yeah that's the thing but um.
1: But the, the way he was treated afterwards was unbelievable because you know people were talking about oh he did one bad thing and now his life is ruined and you she know?
0: got a lot of hate yeah. over it as well which is just crazy just, yeah. and like his
1: father was so obnoxious about it mm-hmm. and to think that to dismiss what he did as just this I don't know just this error of youth and judgement mm-hmm. and it's just
0: it's kind of like, it it's reminded amazing, me a little yeah. bit of that, even though they, they got away with it. The, that rugby case that happened up the yes. north last yeah, yeah, year yeah. and just how how they, they, they pretty much got away with that. Yeah. And that, yeah, at the time, that girl was getting a lot of abuse and, oh and being called yeah, every God. name under the sun yeah, and yeah. saying it was her own fault and what did she expect and all this yeah, sort of yeah. stuff. And it was just absolutely terrible. But this idea of... Uh, myopia, which uh, I never really yeah. heard of before, with that this what he was saying about alcohol is that there's this kind of myth out there mm-hmm. that people think that alcohol basically reveals the real you, and you're just okay. saying things that you always want to say when you're sober yeah. that you never think, get to or whatever yeah, else, okay. and all this, stuff. and it just releases your inhibitions or lowers your inhibitions and all of that, and he was just saying basically that's bullshit that like right. when you're drunk you become myopic and all you can focus on is one thing and you're not thinking about tomorrow you're right. you're you're thinking right. like a person where there are no consequences there there is no tomorrow so not so much in the case of sexual assault because i don't know and he did say this he was like a a, a, a non-sexually aggressive man is never going to become no. like that just because of alcohol Absolutely but he no. said if you do have what's dangerous is if you do have a guy who i suppose has the there's a a chance that they might be sexually aggressive and then you put ad alcohol into the mix, they're not thinking about the consequences. So I thought that was really interesting. They're not thinking of the
1: consequences of getting caught. Yeah, well, see, this is the thing. It's not that they... When they're sober, they're more considerate to a potential victim and, yes. and stop themselves. Yeah, they're just, not just thinking they about getting... They're not thinking about anything yeah. other than what they want. Yeah.
0: Again, this kind of made me feel better. But so, you know, you, sometimes you get a, a little bit drunk and you kind of think, Jesus, is that what I'm really like? Yeah. It's you <laughs> about all these things. Like, <laughs> it's just how you really yeah, feel yeah. and that's yeah. how you really are. It's like, God, it's I hope not. not. Really yes, yeah, so it's, yeah, it's, it's a myopic <laughs> me. <laughs> you just so, can't again, think of anything was, else Other than
1: that evil thing you're doing. Yeah, yeah. But so, I thought it was—I um, thought it was a very good book. I thought it was—I didn't feel like I needed any more of it.
0: Yeah, definitely. I, mean? I think yeah. it had
1: kind of maybe had gone on maybe a chapter too long, mm-hmm. but I couldn't really say which one I'd get rid of if I was editing it. Yeah. But I—I uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Unlike all his books. There's, you know, there's usually a part or chapter or two where I kind of go it's kind of losing me yeah, here, then yeah. You come back and it's
0: it's this is why uh, you need the audiobook you can yeah you <laughs> <laughs> but, but no I, I yeah I, I thought it was really interesting as well I don't think I would the only thing I would have liked was for him to maybe offer some ideas or advice on how what we can do he was it was more like he was presenting yeah. a lot of evidence about things that we know and we don't know but there was no but then it's it's really difficult like how do you yeah. You know, he's trying to get us to see things differently, and, he, yeah.
1: and that's what he does. I guess, though, if he, I, I, th- I kind of thought his point was red flags come up, mm-hmm. but in a lot of cases, we ignore them. Mm-hmm. But we, I guess you have to be more in tune with them and just to say, let's not dismiss it straight away. Let's just yeah. live with it for a while and not just not just try and find a way around it. Yeah. Let's just kind of live with it and see if it is real. Like even the, the Bernie Madoff stuff.
0: Oh yeah, And they were talking yeah.
1: about the guy who they compared to the the holy fool.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. In, in,
1: in literature, the holy fool is yeah. the, the person who sees through all the bullshit. It's kind of like the He's um, the kid who points out the emperor's new clothes. Yeah. Real. Well, what
0: do we call it? whistleblower yeah, in, exactly. in yeah, common terms? And yeah. he, he
1: mentioned the um, the guy who who uh, was the whistleblower essentially for uh, Bernie Madoff and his mm. Ponzi scheme. And now that guy had Kazopoulos or something was that name? Mm-hmm. He had a, he had a lot of personal issues that mm. would you know wouldn't be conducive to functioning well in society but in, in in on one aspect he was able to see through things yeah very quickly and not let them go and he said the world can't exist with everybody being a holy fool well, yeah well you this know, is the thing just, yeah just so won't work, you kind but, but of we got to listen to them when they speak up yeah I guess exactly thing, yeah you know?
0: and then on the other side of that as well as kind of taking note of these red flags or whatever else is then the, the other extreme of that, where we're making these rash judgments too quickly, what he was kind of saying was in America, especially American law enforcement, the policemen there are almost trained, they're being forced to make these very quick, harsh judgments yeah, yeah, about people, yeah. and as a result of that, things like the Sandra Bland. Yeah. And then you do find out afterwards. She had a lot of troubles herself. She tried to commit suicide before yeah. that she'd lost a child yeah, and this yeah. was kind of a new start, so it, it crumbled very quickly. She was probably yeah. vulnerable, very vulnerable oh, to yeah, begin absolutely. with, you know. Yeah. But um yeah, it's just a it kind of bucket. But it's never as straightforward
1: as he stopped her, yeah. brought her to jail and three days later she killed herself. Yeah. There's, there's there's more to these. it. Yeah. You know, this is you know, this was the, the final straw, maybe. Yeah. But it's never as straightforward. And I guess to kind of um in our interactions with strangers we make these quick judgments and we rarely back down from them mm-hmm. and i guess when it's a position of power or or um or challenge to your authority like in that case it's seen as a sign of weakness so the situation escalates mm, that's and it's thing. just how you people can yeah and yeah. we'll never back down yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah i really enjoyed the book and uh um, i'd recommend his yeah. other ones yeah. if, if you haven't oh yeah them.
0: yeah outliers
1: yeah. is very good it's uh, the one it's about the ten thousand hours of practice theory. I oh, you know, okay. think a, a concert violinist will put in ten thousand hours of practice before they get to that level.
0: Right. And yeah. it's just
1: how many people start playing the violin. This is a starting point and end up with that job.
0: Okay. You know, and
1: it's just what what's involved to become really good at something.
0: Okay. That's part of it
1: anyway. Right. Um,
0: okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Yeah, the, I would recommend that. I would I recommend would, this yes, book as well. Absolutely. Okay
1: so the next thing was
0: the so the next thing was I asked Will to listen to a war on drugs album called Lost in the Dream which is a couple of years old now it was released in 2014 yeah. um, do you want to tell everyone all the people who were listening to this Will who was, what was the other thing I suggested you listen oh, to oh yeah
1: so we, we had <laughs> um, we had suggested well, come up with this idea we'd recommend something and you what was the first thing that you said It was there was some artist you mentioned not the the, 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 the uh, other one
0: I I can't remember was, or maybe it was Warren or I, maybe it was, it might it was somebody
1: war- else uh, and The Field Yeah, right? this is. I can't yeah. remember who the other one was and I remember thinking I read that text and I went that's probably some cool band I've never heard of mm-hmm. and then I texted back and as soon as I pressed <laughs> send I knew oh my god I've made a huge error I said I've seen The Field <laughs> thinking of the Richard Harris <laughs> the Richard um, John the, Hurt uh, yeah, film from the ago. 80s yeah. so that uh Murderous uh, yeah. <laughs> field owner, um, and then I remember thinking, "How am I going to get out of this?" <laughs> and I remember saying, "I I was going to say to you that I just assumed you meant the field because for people outside Dublin, that film's like Star Wars." <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> but uh,
1: so after that shame, I opted to listen to the album by the War on Drugs that you yeah. recommended.
0: So I do listen to War on Drugs before.
1: No, oh right, I had, I, okay. it's one of those bands I'd heard of. Yeah, I didn't know anything about them. And so I did a little checking on them, and mm-hmm. I was, so I've got a little piece prepared on oh, that Oh, well. brilliant. Nice. So Lost in the Dream is the third album from the American band The War on Drugs and was released in March 2014. Singer and main songwriter Andam Grandesil mm-hmm. is the sole original member and the band is essentially a vehicle for his songs. The notoriously snobby indie music review site Pitchfork gave the album a very high 8.8 out of 10, NME gave it 4.5 out of 5, and Music Magazine's q and Cut crowned it Album of the Year in 2014. But the real question is, what am I going to do? It?
0: Yeah, that is always the real question. Um, Before you say that, yeah. can I just ask if there's any way where we could play out this episode with a piece from disappearing? I oh, would yeah. really appreciate yeah, that. <laughs>
1: um, so, so what uh, did you think of it? Is there a reason why you chose it? Did you think I would like it?
0: Um, I wasn't sure. The main reason, to be honest, why I chose yeah. it was because it's the only it's the first album I ever heard from them so I hadn't okay. heard of War and Drugs or right. hadn't listened to any of their music before last year and I only started listening to yeah. it while I was in South America traveling around and I absolutely loved it and i right. would never heard it before so I thought you might like it because yeah. it's very guitar-y
1: yeah I started listening to it uh, today I listened to it in two chunks and the first song is like eight and a half minutes Yeah, and I remember listening to it going there's two chords in this thing <laughs> and this has gone on forever and then I went, on, I can hear a third chord. Because if you can think of the chords as A and B, it was mm-hmm. kind of going A, 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 B, C, B, A, mm-hmm. A, B. C. And it was just kind of, the third chord was just a little link back to the other two. And I was kind of going, two chord songs. <laughs> oh, for eight minutes, you know? And I was, well, it actually, was fine, you know? It was, musically, I liked it. There was lots going on that I liked, but... What I'm looking for in in songs, and this is no reflection on what this is, I don't like songs as simple as that. Mm-hmm. I tend to like songs that have more parts to them, certainly more interesting chords. Because I looked up the chords to this thing, and they're very <laughs> basic. There's nothing wrong with that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. <laughs> but I'm amazed at the faith a man has in A and G seven for eight and a half minutes. Yeah, great chords though. They're, They're so close together. I'm assuming, I don't know. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just, it just struck me as, this guy needs an editor. And it's just, it went on for quite a while. And and at the end, I had this long fade out kind of instrumental section Mm -hmm. at the end. And I kind of thought... Yeah, this is not what I'm looking for in songs. So I wrote down a few notes about it mm-hmm. as I was going. But uh, how
0: did it make you feel? Though? See, this, this is actually... <laughs> <laughs> so actually, you, you yeah. asked me there, did, did you think I'd like it? I actually thought that you possibly mightn't like it. Right, and that's okay. what I thought, but I what was interested to see, because I know you've said that before, where you don't like... Simple music, and you don't like samey music, which is exactly the type of music that I like. If you didn't like this, if you thought this was samey and simple, yeah. you should have listened to the field. <laughs> like, no, the thing is, simple. when I say
1: simple, I don't, I don't necessarily mean
0: uh, like as in like one or two, three chords. Whatever yeah,
1: I, but if they're really great chords, that's another thing. But I just kind of think when you limit, when you limit yourself to a small number of chords, then you're you've removed an element of dynamics to the song mm-hmm. so you're not getting these parts that you can change to and then come back to the original part so you can build to a part move into it and then there's the excitement of coming back and then going back to the chorus or a mid later or anything like that so you have places to go and um, and dynamics to shift and everything but I just felt this and I can say this I think about the whole album that the songs even the faster louder ones never really got they never built built mm-hmm. some of them did in terms of instrumentation getting bigger but the there was a monotony to it i kind of found mm-hmm. and that, that's not always a bad thing it was just for me i was kind of going you know as a songwriter i, I was hoping that he would kind of go just just have another part just have mm-hmm. another part to this song because i just felt there's not enough here to warrant eight and a mm-hmm. half minutes or whatever it was mm-hmm. so i kind of thought i uh, kind of thought it's very samey all the way through. The three chord song that uh, last eight minutes opens the record and it was it was a good sounding song, but not a lot to it, I can't kind of throw. Mm-hmm. And it was only by track four, which is an ocean in between the waves, that's the one that caught my attention. Yeah. Most uh I think it was the most dynamic of the songs on it. But what I found about it was it was like the drummer the drummer just kept this one beat all the way through it. And it just it just barely changed it. I kind of thought, is he trying to make that drummer sound like a drum machine? Like just playing this, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, there's lots of music that does that. Like this crowd rock thing where they just plow on with a drum beat through it and build on top of it. And I did like that song and it was, I, I thought... It, uh, what do you then, think about
0: Disappearing? That's my favourite song on the album.
1: See, it's hard because it feels like there's three types of song on the album. There's the two chordy, three chordy, dirgy kind of, doesn't change much. Then there's the ones, there's a couple like, um, uh, what's that in Between. There's about two or three like that. And then there's the what I call the Springsteen ones.
0: Mm-hmm. With the bells.
1: Yes. Now, I read an interview with him and said, he doesn't really know much about Springsteen. Oh. Well, he's absorbed it by osmosis yeah, somewhere yeah, else. Yeah. You know, because It really
0: does, yeah. The it's... one thing
1: that, I said, the drummer never seems allowed to let loose and feels like a drummer imitating a drum machine. Uh, but I felt it was an album that didn't have a lot of, dynamics in terms of it it never got incredibly loud or incredibly quiet it was all kind of it's very well produced and everything but it just didn't grab me the one thing i thought was there's a song called eyes to the wind yeah and i said the last lyric is i'm alone here living in darkness and then he goes all right <laughs> like, I go, come on you know it's just oh yeah but it, it, i felt like he, his lyrics are very much and he seems like a very anxious who's plagued by a lot of um, panic attacks and anxiety and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And he was... but it's just something like... You know when you hear people singing about their pain. Yeah, you, you don't go, like it. Yeah, but you still <laughs> probably had a bowl of cornflakes and you went to the shops and you, you know... What's the problem? But it, it's but not it's, much- it, no, no, it's not that. It's like he he was kind of painting himself as this guy staring into the wind and I'm in darkness. Oh, and all like this. And he kind of... It was like wallowing in his pain. Yeah. And I always get suspicious it, of guys dude. like that because they're wallowing in their pain in the hope of attracting a woman to fix their pain. <laughs> and I always think it's just some... There's some, uh, some act. Do, Do you know not think I? this is
0: that this is just a way of them processing their pain?
1: Yeah, because it, it, is sounds... bre- it
0: is a it is a breakup, but uh, it's about, yeah. a bre- like the whole album is uh, is about, and uh, I only know that pretty much because people have told me, because one of the things is yeah. that I don't listen to lyrics, so, see, so that's the thing, like, yeah. my whole thing was I was always a bit apprehensive talking about music, because I always feel like I can't talk right, about music, okay. you obviously know a lot about music, you play a lot of instruments, and you know, in terms of the technical side of things, uh, you know a lot about it. But um um I wouldn't go that far but <laughs> Yeah, well you know, <laughs> you know you know, you know no, a lot but, more yeah, than me. Been, yeah. But um the thing is I suppose when you, the only way I can talk about it because I can't talk about it from the technical point of view, it's more about how it makes me feel. Oh yeah. So and that's um,
1: the that's the first priority for me as well. Yeah. Yeah. Really yeah. Is, so. And I
0: suppose yeah, you have a certain like that's the thing. There's certain yeah. things that you like to li- And I'm the same, and the thing is I've noticed I I do quite I think I do like samey music and okay. I do like yeah. music that's quite simple and maybe only uses a couple of chords and things like that but the other thing is and I do think I'm very biased in that with this album, because of where I listened to it and what was right. happening at the yeah. time, and that it's kind of that connection between music and experience oh, and where yeah, you were yeah. at the time. Yeah. So for me, this was an album that I listened to when I was in Colombia. It was you know I was away, I wasn't working, yeah. I was yeah. in a different place, I was in a different frame yeah. of mind. So, um, so when I listen to, to this music right. now, I, I think of a beach yes. and being on a beach <laughs> in in like a Caribbean <laughs> island and things <laughs> like that and listening at night time and not really. Yeah, driving home
1: in the rain but, and the yeah. motorway going. This chord, yeah. the song's only got two chords.
0: And the other thing. I used to love uh, short. I used to love short songs, oh, yeah. uh, and that. But with this, I love the long songs, and I think, and the fact I think with I think it is disappearing. Which is my favorite song. There's around four minutes at the end where it's basically just one yeah. note and, and loads of reverb, yeah. which I love. I'm all about the reverb these days. I I'm going through a phase at the moment where, and I can't think of the term for it. I can never think of the term, but it's basically this kind of dreamy type music that's almost the only word I can think of is is wistful it's okay. kind of like yeah, yeah. it's like a happy sad thing right, <laughs> it's okay. like yeah, yeah. it's like i like listening melancholy to it but there's then, a, yeah. yeah it's almost like melancholy it's like a wistful it's like almost like a nostalgic thing right. uh that usually involves lots of reverb i'm pretty sure, sure it's the reverb is <laughs> <that's laughs> making me feel like that and this kind of ambient music that's yeah. why i like yeah, the yeah. field as well because it's quite even though it's dance music it's quite yeah. ambient and I, I find that with a lot of his songs too uh, so i really like that type of sort of airy music it's almost like 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 I say, when I was in Colombia, not to be getting too like, oh, you know, pretentious or, mm. for want of a better word, wanky about it. <laughs>
1: don't like, yeah. want pretentious. you can stop yeah. it there.
0: Yeah, I know. I, was like, I heard that I word last night, and, yeah, I like, said I'd use it now, but uh,
1: you don't understand just pretentious. I've got to try. You know, it's so. like this,
0: but um. Like, I remember when I was watching Narcos, they talked about Colombia and this idea of mysticism started mm. there. And okay. this idea, this this kind of mystery about the whole yeah. land and the area and all that. And you know, when you're going through there and you're driving, we used to be going on these really long bus journeys, and you'd be looking out the window at the, going through these mountains. And this is where I know where it all stands very pretentious, but if you're, it wasn't. It was like a rickety old bus <laughs> that we were going yeah, on. Yeah, but yeah. there's something about being somewhere like that and listening to this type of music. It just really fit for yeah, me at the absolutely. time. It really fit. So I don't think if I'd listened to this. At any other time, at right. any other stage of my yeah, life, yeah. I would have the feeling about it that absolutely, I do. But because yeah. I wear it. So it's that interesting connection between music and, and where you yeah, were in your life absolutely. when you were listening it to a huge it. Difference.
1: Now, I know myself well enough to know that the first time I listen to something is not going to do it for mm. me in terms of I'm not going to have a correct opinion of it. Because there's so many albums I've listened to that I now love and the first time I listened to it I was going what the hell is this thing I don't get this at all Yeah. so I listened to it again and I definitely liked it a lot more I do think pattern. you need to because yeah. it's
0: something again that was on in the background uh, while I was over there a lot yeah. like we would have been listening to a lot and I wasn't you know, sitting down and listening mm-hmm. to it. That's the other thing. It kind of just happened to come on a lot and then eventually I kind of yeah. would think, wow, I really like this song. Like, I've kind of, now as well, it's very rare that I listen to a song and straight away I will really like it. Okay. It almost needs to be kind of played, it's like subtly played yeah. into my ear for a while and then eventually yeah. I would start really liking it then. I guess
1: it gets harder to find new music that you like as, as, as time goes on. But uh, I, did, I did like it more the second time and I felt that as a piece of work it it holds together very well Uh, it doesn't have what I'm looking for Mm -hmm. that's not its fault by any means Uh, but I definitely enjoyed it more the second time it's the Springsteen element that I do do you not like Bruce Springsteen I think Bruce Springsteen has some great songs Mm -hmm. he really does I I think albums don't really work for me for Bruce Springsteen and the other thing I don't like about him is I don't it's all a bit meat and potatoes. Yeah. Do you know what I yeah. mean? It's all a bit, you know, here's another song. It's not that different from mm. the one we just did. Yeah. Um but also not so much with this guy, but the Springsteen thing of, you know you know, it's like it's like the Tom Waits thing as well. Tom Waits, I always call him Millionaire Hobo. I oh rats. don't
0: even get me started on time. Tom uh, Tom oh, I think he is and one he of the most overrated. Oh, if that's a whole other discussion. Yeah. Eventually I'm sure I'll end up loving him because every yeah. single yeah. other person on the planet does. But yeah. I think every he's a guy. Yeah. <laughs> well yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just think he's incredibly overrated and he can't sing. When are people gonna realise that? He I, can't Yeah, technically sing. he
1: can't sing, I think, in lots of ways. But in other ways he's a great singer of his songs. I think and he's I think he's written some beautiful songs and then some really overrated songs. Mm-hmm. But uh, but it's the act, yeah. You know, you are not a hobo, Tom. Yeah. Y- you know. Um. So yeah. So the, the Springsteen thing mm-hmm. I was from is just it's a bit too. Um. You're not a blue collar dock worker. True. Verse. You're you know they call me the boss for those things <laughs> But yeah. I guess with this, I don't like the Springsteen with the way he does. It just seems a bit. Limp-y. But. I haven't said that at the end from starting off going oh, two chords oh, I actually quite liked it by the end I don't know if I'll go back to it but I'm glad I listened to it and I, I have a better understanding of what they do and I'm interested in hearing what they did afterwards. this
0: so I'm going to go check that yeah on. okay So well, we're going to be we're going to be kicked okay, out of the building okay, so next we're week
1: we're going to talk about oh yeah so what
0: is the thing that you want uh, me unbelievable
1: to? is yeah. the program we're going to watch un- eight un- episodes un- unbelievable. Okay, Right. on Netflix we're going to talk about that okay I'm going to ask you to listen to an album that uh I'm 30 years old now. Mm-hmm. And it's called Belly Button. Okay. And it's by a band called Jellyfish.
0: Oh, Jellyfish, yeah, it's I do one know favourite
1: It's in my okay. top three albums of all time. Most people don't know it, and I'd be interested to hear it. Belly Button. Okay. Belly button all
0: right, okay. Okay. okay, until next time. Well, the kids want to
1: hear about <laughs> the <laughs> Belly Button <band laughs> <from> Jellyfish album <laughs> from 30 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so until then. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.